Hey everyone, welcome to Unlikely to Apologize. I'm one of your hosts, Nikki. And I'm Heather. Hello, hello. Hello from Flagstaff, Arizona. I know, it's such a chaotic type of weekend for you in the sense that you were supposed to be in a completely different state than where you are, right? Yes, I was supposed to be in Nashville, Tennessee. Flights got canceled, last minute uh, rearrangements. We drove from Austin, Texas to Flagstaff, Arizona. That's fun. A nice little road trip. It was have... actually not too bad. Yeah. How long was, um, how long total so far? Um, so we drove, I don't know, four and a half, five hours. Maybe it took us to get to Lubbock. Mm-hmm. We slept in Lubbock and then we stopped along the way. So it's hard to say what it would have been, but we saw in New Mexico, Billy, the kid's grave. We were I like, see. there's a sign for it. We were like, hey, <laughs> let's just go see it. So we did that. Um, and then we stopped at the Petrified Forest. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we made it to our hotel in Flagstaff. Nice. That's fun. Yeah. So we'll go to the Grand Canyon tomorrow. And that's Other that. <laughs> yeah. That's fun. So uh, what, are you, what are you up to? Well, um, I spent my weekend in a Benadryl fueled coma and was in the ER twice. So there's that. Um, oh my gosh, are the hives gone? Yes, they are. Uh, for those that are listening, I have extremely sensitive skin and I had used a new product from a line that I deemed safe for my skin. And for whatever reason, um, I broke out massively severely in hives. And I made the rookie oh mistake gosh. because I, when I noticed the hives on Friday, I immediately was like, all right, I have to go to the emergency room. So I called Haley because I knew she was around. Um, and I was like, can you bring me? Because I, you know, and I'll Uber home. I just don't want to drive because they, I know what they're going to do because I've been through this before. I made the rookie mistake that when I got home, I just laid back down instead of like washing my hair, washing the sheets, washing the couch. So Saturday morning when I woke up, I had a few spots because Friday when I went to bed, I had nothing. Saturday Saturday morning, I had a few spots and I was like, all right, this is fine. You know, my body's just still fighting it. And then I showered and that was, that was, that was bad. I should have like washed my hair in the sink instead of letting the water run down. And then it just all, all like all hell broke loose. So, um, but I'm glad it happened this weekend and not while I'm away next weekend. So, oh my gosh. Uh, yeah. Hopefully it's cleared up before you leave for Vegas. Yeah. I'm finally clear. Like yesterday I still have some spots left, but I woke up this morning. I was fine, but I still get this like PTSD that every time I get an itch on my body that I'm going to get <laughs> a wheel. That's what they're called. They're called wheels. So, um, but yeah, that's uh, pretty much it. And, and just like, as your flights got canceled to Nashville, I got really nervous. So I bumped my flight up for Thursday to leave earlier. So I'm not getting into Vegas, you know, super late. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, no, I don't know what's going on with the Austin airport. Um, but my, fl- my sister's flight got canceled and then her next flight was delayed and then mine was delayed and canceled. And there was no availability to rebook my flight at all. They had to refund me. Jeez. Yeah. I don't know what's going on. That made me super nervous. So I was like, you know what? I'll just leave it. <laughs> because you know, you know, my luck, like I'm always, always delayed. Like it just, it never fails. I don't think I've ever had one flight actually be on time. So, um, Oh gosh. Yeah. I do want to get there. It's going to be fun. <laughs> yeah. So, all right, let's dive into it. Crystal. Yes. Oh my gosh. I saw her post today. It's the four year anniversary Yes. She had her breast implants removed because mm-hmm. of her breast implant illness. Yes. You know, That's it's a crazy story. It's so crazy too. like, I remember when I first met her and I, and we'll go into detail in the episode, but it's so mind blowing to me to meet somebody who was so happy and cheery, but really just dealing with what seems to be 10 years of just illnesses, right? She was sick for a long time, very long time. And it's just her spirit and her personality. Like you wouldn't even be able to tell. Well, talking with her, um, when we, when we recorded with her and talked with her, she was very, just seems like such a very positive person. Mm -hmm. Um, and for everything she's been through, it's just, it's, it's, it's very, eye-opening I think to see somebody go through something so traumatic right and still be so positive and not kind of take that with you right um it was it was pretty 
pretty inspiring to listen to her talk about it and everything yeah. she's been through and how she got diagnosed. She diagnosed herself because the doctors wouldn't listen to her. Uh, such a key um, thing too, right? Doctors not listening. It's, it drives me crazy. Well, it's kind of what she says. You got to advocate for yourself. Um, yeah. And I've heard this a lot over the years and I never quite understood what it meant, but I've heard a lot of women say, you have to be your own advocate. You have to be your number one advocate mm-hmm. and talking with more and more women. I'm starting to finally be like, Oh, this is what you mean. Right. I mean, I did the same thing with my endometriosis. I've seen various doctors and I'm like, there's something like, I'm not crazy. <laughs> like, There's something right. wrong, you know? And it's a fact that how quickly you can be dismissed. Right. Because as she mentioned, like everything was coming back normal. Nobody was able to find anything, but clearly and she was sick. Clearly. Like it's just, uh, I know I'm, I'm so excited for people to listen to her story and I'm so excited that she's, you know, so open about it too. Like she wants to get it out there. She wants people to be aware of this. I mean, until I met her, I never even heard of such a thing. I didn't realize that you can get sick from your breast implants. I had only recently heard about it. Uh, one of my really good friends who lives in Dallas, she had it. Um, and then a girl I follow on Instagram had it. So I've kind of heard of it before. Mm-hmm but I've never spoken in detail with anybody about it. Mm -hmm. Um, And so to kind of hear what it was like, it's, it's, it's a crazy story. Um, But she's, she's so vocal about it because she said, I think the way she found out she had is she's going to doctors and going to doctors and all of her tests were normal, but clearly she was sick. And she saw another woman post Mm -hmm. symptoms on, I think she said, Face, a Facebook post she saw mm-hmm. and read it in a group she was in and was like, oh my gosh, this is what I have. Right. Yeah. That's exactly what, that's exactly how she, again, and, and it's, it's a perfect example of why we should be sharing these stories and why you and I are doing what we're doing. Um, right. Just it's to bring awareness to every, there's so many things that people aren't aware of and that they don't know if it, if it doesn't directly affect your life, you don't know about it. Mm-hmm. And then until it does, and then you're like, wait, what? And then doctors are telling you you're fine. People are telling you you're crazy because you're fine, Mm -hmm. but you know that you're not. Exactly. So yeah, no, I'm excited for everybody to listen. This one's a good one. This one is definitely a good one. And on that note, we can get ready to wind down. So if you like what you hear, please um, slide into our DMs on Instagram. You can find us at unlikely to apologize podcast on Instagram. You can send us an email at hello at unlikely to apologize.com. Our personal Instagrams, because we're always, always on Instagram. I'm always Nikki on Instagram. I'm Heather Lynn Flores. And uh, also, please, please, please leave us some reviews. <laughs> yes, leave us a review. Let us know what you think. Um, if anything you heard resonated with you, share it. Um, yeah, help us spread this message. Yeah, definitely. Well, with that being said, we hope you enjoy the episode and we'll talk next week. See you later. Bye everyone. Hey, Crystal, thanks for joining us today. Yeah, I'm so excited. Honestly, I was so excited when you sent me the message and, um, well, I guess I'll wait until I really, we dive into this, but, um, let's just say this is perfect timing. (laughs) Oh, awesome. Yay. Exciting to hear. Yes. Perfect. Yeah. I know I've been following you on Instagram and like you, what you've been doing, you look incredible. Like I, I've like, like over here, like a little cheerleader, um, Heather, just to give you kind of a quick rundown, Crystal and I met on bourbon street in new Orleans. <laughs> I love bourbon street. <laughs> we did. And she was wearing such a fun wig. We're not, not surprised. <laughs> So, and she had stopped and uh, she had stopped a group of us and we were all started talking. And I, the one thing that I remember, um, about you is you talk, I don't even know how I always manage to talk about women and like what they're doing. I don't know how I, I managed to do it, but I do, but we got on a subject of you getting very sick and then wanting to ch- figure out and try to take care of yourself. So when we started this platform, I was like, I would really love to talk to Crystal because I remember you having such like a great story. So I'm glad this is the perfect time for you to start sharing. So why don't you take some time to introduce yourself? So when we met, it was literally uh, like four weeks post-op. Right. That's right. Because you were just coming off of it. Yeah. Yeah. So um, yeah, so my name is Crystal <laughs> and, um, I'm a mom and I'm a wife and, 
Um, let's see. I'm Mexican and Portuguese. And so that makes me really curvy. (laughs) (laughs) So like growing up, I always, I feel like, you know, what woman even, and, and unfortunately like girls don't, right. Like compare themselves to their friends, right. Or to, you know, like their body shapes and their types. And as you're growing and you're going through things. And so like, as I, you know, got into my teens and early twenties, like I was always super curvy, even though I look back now and I'm like, what was I thinking? Like I was so thin, but even though I was curvy, like my girlfriends weren't curvy like me. And so, you know, it, at a really like early age, that kind of those things started to happen and like that thought process or whatever. And so I do, I'm, gonna just, I'm just jumping right in, right? Oh, you <laughs> too, you go, yes, you do, do you. Yes, let's go. <laughs> right, yeah. So, um, hold on, let me go back. <laughs> so, so other than just being a mom um, and a wife, and I'm a mom of two kids, a girl and a boy, they're 18 months apart, mm. they're my world. But other than that, I have, um, a, I'm a fur mom. And um, I, mean, I know that, you know, like, I, I have two dogs and a cat, but I have a little Frenchie and her name is Luna and she is my world. She's my little best friend. And I love her so much. (laughs) They like to think of me. They think of me the the incredible supplements I take that I'm a mom or like I'm obsessed with my Frenchie dogs (laughs) or that I have, I am a breast implant illness warrior survivor. Right. Right. And so, and so, yeah, that's why you invited me here today. So going back to what I was saying, um, in my, like, early twenties, I was working in a, like, I was working at bars. I was working in the nightlife. Um, you know, and again, it was, I never really felt proportionate. I think that was my biggest thing then was that I was so curvy down below and I wasn't up top. And, you know, then at that time it was, I mean, that was really in like breast implants was like the thing. Right. So I was like, I need these, <laughs> like, I need to be <laughs> like, I need, I want to feel like, and, and I think that those were the things that like, you almost thought that that would make me feel more like a woman. And so, right. you know, I went and I did my own, I guess, quote unquote research. I knew a ton of girls that had gotten them done. And, um, I knew like, well, saline's the way to go. Like that's safe. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, saline is, is just the saline water within a breast implant shell. And so I did that. I, you know, I really like at the time put a lot of thought into, where I was going to go, who, cause again, I wanted to know that it was the right thing. And so I actually, I live in New Hampshire and I, I have, um, I had a couple of girlfriends who were in more of like the dance entertainment industry. <laughs> so, <laughs> they got, they they got the good, great, they got the good ones, right? Yeah, they <laughs> had great, um, experiences. And so I actually flew to Utah. Oh, wow, to get wow. them done and go and I went to their surgeon um who was really more I think he was a little he was a lot more I think focused on I guess more like nat, more natural practices than than not um and so that was gosh I don't even know that was 2000 oh wait I got married in so it was like probably 2006 I think it was and so I mean that went great I felt great I felt like I looked great. Like I loved them. Right. Like I feel like most women do when they first get them done, but what they don't tell you. And I don't think was really, there was no like education or information on it back then was like the risk. Okay. And everybody thought that the risk was silicone, right? That was like, don't get silicone because those aren't safe. Well, nobody told you that the shell of a breast implant was still is silicone. See, and I didn't know that either. Mm-hmm. I think Nikki told me, um, I don't know what we were talking about, but so I, my, I had a breast augmentation when I was 23 and it was the same. I mean, this was probably 2000. I mean, I don't even know when I was 23. I mean, I'm 37 <laughs> now, almost 38. And I did the same thing where I'm like saline no. because it's safe. And mm-hmm. so I had no idea that the bag <laughs> is silicone. Right. Neither did I. <laughs> I I honestly have never even heard of this being a thing until I met you, Crystal. Like I was unaware because I mean, I've, I've been lucky to be well endowed and have not thought about needing them. Right. So I never really have done research or looked into it, but yeah, I was like, Heather, what were you going to say? Well, I was going to say, I'm, I'm like Crystal where I have always had the booty 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, and I mean, I, I didn't have a small chest. I mean, it was a full C, but I just always felt not proportioned to. And so that's when I was 23 was like, I, I don't feel proportionate. And so, I mean, I went from a C to a D they're way bigger now after I had my kid. Um, but that's why I did it. It was the same, it was the same thought. And again, right. They tell you, as long as you get saline, you're fine. Um, I have a friend who actually had to have hers removed a couple of years ago, um, due to the same kind of thing. So sorry, you can continue. (laughs) Yeah, no. And so like, that's the thing. Like I did, I had no idea either, you know, I was like, Oh, saline, like, that's it. That's what I was supposed to do. And again, I felt great at the beginning. And then, um, you know, I, I call, I look back now and when I refer to them, at least, you know, for me is that it was like a silent killer. And I say that because, oh, I had them for 11 years and over 11 years, it was like this silent, like, but deadly thing that was like starting to happen within my body that I didn't, nobody would have thought never, nor myself that it was my implants causing all the issues. So very little things started to pop up in my health where it was, um, vertigo. Right. And they caught, they like chucked that up as that was from a car accident. And then, you know, I've never had anxiety or depression in my entire life. And then all of a sudden I started getting anxiety. Then all of a sudden I started getting depression and, and it, but it wasn't all at the same time, you know? So every time I'd go to the doctor and be like, something's not right. Like, I don't know why I feel like this. They do tests. And the thing is, is that, you know, BII breast implant illness is not going to show up on a test. It's so right. when they would do your blood work or they would do scans or, I mean, I have spent so much money in like a doctor's offices and, and medical, you know, stuff be looking, trying to figure out what's like to the point that at the end, I felt like I was crazy because oh that's how the, like medical doctors make me feel. Cause they'd be like, mm, everything's negative. Everything looks fine. You're fine. Like, and I knew I wasn't fine. And so over those 11 years, like things, it just like very slowly, little things would start. And then very slowly, something else would start. And there was no rhyme or reason of why it was happening. And so fast forward. Um, oh, and one other thing that I'd, that is on this list that I really like never realized was when my son was born, he is 11. He's going to be 12 actually next month. So 12 years ago, um, I had implants. So I'd gotten them before I got married and then we got married and then we had two kids. I could not produce like I wanted to breastfeed so bad and I could not produce enough milk. And they just assumed that that was, you know, and for some women just don't. They told me um, I was too stressed out to breastfeed because mm-hmm. I had mine before my son. And, and everybody mm-hmm. said, you'll, you'll be fine because you went under the muscle. Mm-hmm. And so they chalked mine up. I was too stressed to produce yeah. enough milk. Yeah. So I would literally, when he was born, he was actually admitted to the NICU for eight days. And so I remember sitting there like, you know, going through the whole lactation thing, trying to get him to latch. And I had all of a sudden felt like I had these little pea-sized lumps in my armpits that I had never noticed before. And they were like, oh, that's just probably the milk. That's probably the milk ducts. Like they were putting heating pads under my arms, trying to get the milk to come down. They thought that it was clogged. And long story short, two kids, both of them, I mean, I put myself through emotional hell to try to breastfeed. And like within two weeks, I just had to give up because it was so emotionally draining. And that the most I would get at a time was like, I don't even know, maybe two or three CCs and those little teeny, mm-hmm. those little mm-hmm. teeny tiny bottles, you know, I could not make any milk. Um, and now I look back like, you know, putting all these pieces of the puzzle together, realizing that I think that so much of this was due to these breast implants. So over the years, right before I had them removed, the lumps in my armpits were the size of limes. And did they hurt or were they just there? They did. I would have like really like shooting pains in them. Yeah. And I had them ultrasounded so many times to make sure that they weren't the C word, you know, or anything else. And I have um, a, 
sorry, I have one quick question. I'm sorry mm-hmm. <laughs> not to interrupt you, but I want to go back to one thing you said that I think is very important and like something we point out the way that you said you talked about the doctor, like making you feel crazy. There has been so many times, I think all of us that we've talked to or different women that we have talked to have gone to doctors and said, there's something wrong. Like, I know there's something wrong. And the doctor has done all these tests. I'm like, no, your blood works fine. fine. You're fine. And come to find out years later, it's something completely different. Nobody thought about, nobody even considered. So that's like, I had to, I had to just point that out because it's such a strong statement because it's so true with so many different people. Like it's insane. It is. And the thing is, is that like, you know, it may, I felt like I was crazy. Like it, it had gotten so bad at the end. I like the vertigo, right? I mean, I would literally spend weeks on end on the couch. Like I could barely walk around my house. I couldn't drive. Um, I was so depressed. I was so like, I was in such a, like I literally, when I talk about this, I literally tell people that removing them saved my life. And I mean that wholeheartedly. I was in such a dark place at the end because first off, I felt nuts because nobody seemed to believe me basically that what was going on within my body. Um, I had gained, I look back now and say it was, you know, oh, well, uh, pregnancies, but I really don't think that it was necessarily all the pregnancy either, you know? So technically from when I got them until I got them removed, I gained like 90 to hundred pounds. Oh. So I have, I have a question. So from the time you got your implants put in until the time you had kind of your first symptom, how long had you had them before you kind of can remember feeling something's not right? Um, you know, I, I don't really remember the first symptom because it was such a slow thing, Okay, you know, that it yeah. kind of like, I didn't even realize it. So But I guess I would say once I had kids or even while trying to get pregnant too. So you feel like your body just became a little more hyper aware because you just went through all this stress or you're going through the stress of getting pregnant, but you pay attention to all those symptoms, right? Right. Like I look back at pictures and stuff. Um, and like, even like right after, so this is another thing that like kind of makes me think, and actually literally, as we're talking about this, it just dawned on me. When I had my son, I was so in the inflammation was so insane within my body that when I had him, my body was retaining so much water that my, my legs, my ankles, everything. I mean, my ankles were like elephant feet when I had him, (laughs) but when I had him, all of a sudden my legs were like it was so painful. The skin was stressed, like stretched so tightly that it was like shiny. And I remember walking because my son was born at a local hospital, but then transported to a different one. Um, but when I went, got to go to that hospital, I wasn't a patient, you know, I wasn't there. I didn't have him there. So I remember walking over to the maternity ward and being like, please, like somebody needs, like something's not right. Look at my legs. Like I could touch them and a finger, your indent would stay there. Like it was so bad. And they're like, your body's, you just retained so much water. Your body's now trying to flush it all at once. And you just got to like, you know, pretty much take care of this baby in the NICU and then go back to your little couch that you can sleep on and put your feet up over your head, you know, for as long as you can. And I, and that kind of just dawned on me about when that happened, but like just so many things that were so like crazy. Cause I had never dealt with stuff like that prior to implants. You know, my whole life, I've always been super healthy. You know, I never broke a bone. Like I've never, I was always that kid. who was never sick. Like, you know, even through my, like my blood pressure, my, everything has always just been wonderful. So it was just so weird that like all, why all of a sudden is, are these things happening? So fast forward to when I kind of realized something like started putting the pieces together myself, is it was actually a post on Facebook. I was going to ask you what, was there a, like a moment that you're like, huh, Mm -hmm. I think that's me. (laughs) So I was scrolling my timeline 
And it was a girl that I had connected through. She wasn't in the same company that I'm in in regards to supplements that I take, but, but you know, it was, that's how we were connected. It was something like we've never met in person, but we've connected through social media and I was scrolling. And all of a sudden there was this like picture of these implants on a medical table. And so kind of caught my eye. So I stopped and I started reading and swiping her, you know, through her pictures and reading her story. And it was like, this girl just wrote her story about me. Like everything she said was things that I was dealing with. Like I just got chills. I know. (laughs) It was was such a like powerful moment that I, I mean, and I was like, my husband's going to think I'm crazy. Like, you know, cause I mean, this poor guy, like talk about finding your soulmate, man. Like I put this guy through hell. If you look back and think like, cause I mean, he, you know, medical people are telling me and him that nothing's wrong with me, but I'm like, can't even get out of my own way. Like, and he stuck by, you know, he never like not believed me. And so when that, when I read that, I remember telling him, I think I know what's wrong. And he was like, well, what do you mean? I go, I think it's my implants. And he was just kind of like, like anyone. Cause when I got them out, no, I knew not one person. I had never met one person ever that had talked about it. I had never even heard about it. Um, and so he was like, well, I mean, okay. Like He was like, well, what if it's not that? And I was like, but it, it, I tell every woman that I talk about this now, as I tell them, like, you've got to listen to your body. Mm-hmm. Nobody knows your body better than you do. And if you just sit there and say like, you truly listen, your gut's going to tell you what the right thing is to do. And I was so scared. Like the, what if, of course, like those crazy thoughts, like, what if I ever removed that's not even the problem? What if I look deformed after? What if this, what if that, like we, like, those are some serious thoughts that go through your head, but something like my, that voice inside was just like, I knew, I knew that this had to be it because what else, like, this was the only thing that no one ever thought of, you know? And, um, so, which is interesting that in the, the kind of years, like coming up through medical, right? Like there has to be women. I mean, I know I have one of my best friends went through this a few years ago where she had to have hers removed. There's another girl I follow on social media who recently within the last two or three years had hers removed. Mm -hmm. So I feel like, where are the doctors to ask you, like, do you have implants? If there's like, if there's no other explanation for it, somewhere, someone has to say like, do you have implants? And it just amazes me that, that it's It's not your doctor. Yeah. That it's not your doctor asking you. Cause I know like my general practitioner, like they ask you when you go there, like you fill out your initial intake form, right. And you put what surgeries have you had? What your brown augmentation. Yeah. So it's just weird that like you go to the, these doctors and you're like, something's wrong, something's wrong, something's wrong. And instead of them exploring all the options and asking you, they just are like, no, you're fine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So, so after when that, when I read her story and I really took like, I probably took like, it was so fast. It happened so fast. <laughs> it was actually February 13th because it's breast implant awareness day, breast implant illness awareness day. Okay. And so that was why she shared and it happened so quickly that I was like, all right, I made my decision. Like, this is it. I know it needs to happen. I found there's so many groups. I'm a group like freak. I'm guilty. I'm the same way. (laughs) You know, the way that I look at it and some of my friends laugh, all they're like, Oh, shocker. You're in a group. (laughs) I just feel like, why would you not utilize another group that people could be going through the same thing that you're going through, you think you're going through, like you're dealing with that are going to understand and relate? Why right. would you so, not utilize that? Right. When I, um, when I started going through the, when I first heard of endometriosis and I started going through everything that I've been through, that was the first thing I did. I was like, I'm going to hop on a group. I'm just going to ask normal people, 
hey, what'd you do when this happened? What did you do when this happened? Do you have a doctor in this area? Um, how long have you had? Like, there was so much more information from the Facebook groups that I've joined, like this community of other, we also call ourselves warriors too, um, that had information that my doctor wasn't giving me. So I'm also the same way. As soon as I get like something or like a diagnosis or an inkling of something that might be wrong with me, I'm like, there's a group for that. <laughs> there's a group for that. Same system. Like, tell me I am like, all about the groups, all about right. the group. And I recently said, so I, I have adenomyosis, so I'm probably in some of those groups that you're in. <laughs> but if you um, ever want to, if you ever want to talk about that, I've literally been dealing with it since I was 26 years old, so almost 11 years. And I just had a partial hysterectomy in June because of it. So if you yeah. ever want to talk about it, I'm your girl. Yeah. Good to know for sure. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, um, so that was, I mean, I was like, all right, well, there's gotta be a group <laughs> and sure enough, there was at that time, there was probably three big groups. And at the time, the biggest group, there was like 40,000 women already in this or 30,000 women, I think already in this group. And it was such a like, oh my God, like, you know, the, right. This is, this That's a lot of women to be in a group that have gone through that for doctors not to put it together. In my, I mean, and this was four years ago when it was really just starting to like, you know, pe- people were really starting to stand up about it and be like, no, look at how many of us are dealing with the same thing. Like, this is a thing, you know? Yeah. Um, so at the end, just to name a couple, and then I actually pulled this up because I wanted to read, you know, like the list. Um, oh, and, please do. But, but so like just a couple of examples. So, you know, I had the anxiety, I had the depression, my, I have crazy thick hair. All right. And so for most, not only anyone ever noticed because my hair is so thick that like, it just, to most people, it didn't look like anything, but like I would take at the end, like right before I had removed, when I would, my hair would fall out in clumps in the shower. Um, I had like, like libido, like, what was that? Okay. (laughs) No libido (laughs) at all. Um, something that was a really big one for me too. I had a lot and I'll read them in a second, but I like exhaustion, was huge. And I take incredible supplements that I swear were the glue that kept me together during that time. Um, I couldn't imagine if I didn't have them because it was that (laughs) bad. Um, but one of the biggest things was I had crazy inflammation and I had like temperature intolerance and I also had alcohol intolerance. So when I would like, let's say we went out a girl's night, one drink in my hands, I couldn't move my rings. My Ooh. face would swell. My fingers would swell. Like uh, we have a camp. And so every weekend during the summer, we go to our camp. And by Sunday, my feet would be like, I was nine months pregnant. And this oh. was years after having kids. Um, oh, wow. and my, husband, my husband would be like, this is not normal. Like something's wrong. And I, and we would just be like, I know, but you know, again, the doctors would be like, yeah, everything's fine. <laughs> so, <laughs> right. Oh, it drives me crazy. Hamster wheel. So I read the story. I decided, you know what, this is it. My husband was so supportive and he was like, well, if you feel like in your gut that this is what what the problem is, then I get, you need to go. And I, I found some girls in this group. I did, you know, my, my own quick research of like, cause again, you know, in the back of my head, I was like, well, I don't, I, I want them to hopefully look a certain way afterwards. Right. Um, so I found an incredible doctor in Katy, Texas. And so I literally, again, <laughs> jumped on an airplane <laughs> and flew to Katy, Texas to have them removed. And um, Heather, like you were saying, when I had my implants put in, I was a 34B, okay? I went to a 34 or 36C, very small D. And when I had them removed, I was a 38 triple D. Whoa. Yeah. Yeah, so I was a 34C, I went to a 34D and I'm a 36 triple D now. Yeah. Yep. 
crazy. So when I had them removed, I also needed a lift. We couldn't have just taken those bag boys out. I would have had freaking socks. <laughs> so, I just pictured water balloons for some reason. So the funniest thing was afterwards, like <laughs> everything in the room, I'll never forget. I was still there. My girlfriend of mine came because we had no one to watch our kids. So my husband had to stay behind and, um, it was a pretty big because I had a full lift as well. I was, I ended up being there for almost two weeks before I could come back home. And so, but I'll never forget the first time it was like, I like went like up and I was like, what the hell? I was like, oh my God, it's my nipple. <laughs> Such an experience. <laughs> Haven't seen you for years. Welcome to the party. <laughs> that my husband has literally had like three different boobs during our relationship <laughs> you have to pay four really like four you know before the new ones the 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 heavy big ones, <laughs> the <funny> ones. <laughs> that's amazing I love that so much thanks for that laugh <laughs> so in regards to anybody who like is looking for a surgeon. So I was really transparent about my story. I, obviously that's how you know about it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I felt like I had to, well, that's just kind of the part, the way I am, but I also felt so pulled to do it because I knew I wouldn't have known if she didn't share her story. Right. And so I just felt like I needed to share my story and I needed to get it out there. And I knew that there was no one in my area that, cause I really love like what surgeons do X glance and I couldn't find one. And it's so important that you find a surgeon who truly believes in BII because when an implant goes into the body, it starts to deteriorate. First off, it starts to deteriorate within six months. Okay. That's why there's a shelf life of 10 years. So when you get a breast implant, I mean, at least when I did it, you know, and for many, many years of that, it was always, it's suggested to get them replaced every 10 years. Okay. Because the I'm way past my 10 years. Yeah. Because the rupture rate is so high after 10 years. And the reason being is because after six months, that shell starts to break down very slowly, but it starts to break down over time. So by 10 years, it's probably really thin. And so now the rupture rate is super high. But when that shell starts deteriorating, all of those toxins and chemicals that are create a silicone shell are now just going like off into your bloodstream, into your body, into your lymph nodes, everything. And so that is why all, you know, so many women are, end up getting so sick, but it's undetectable by like, there's no test, you know, there's nothing that's like, oh, there's a toxin in your body. Like there isn't anything that really, that detects that. Wouldn't life be so easy if it was just like a red flag, just shot up like, this is me. I'm right here. This is what's wrong with you today. (laughs) I wish life was so much easier. Seriously. Yeah. So when you put a breast implant into the body, your body naturally creates, like they call it, it's like, it's called capsulization. All right. So scar tissue, you know, naturally forms and and whatnot. Well, if you go to a doctor who, and I, I have a girl local who didn't tell me she was doing it until after she did it. And I know her, but it was one of those things. And she reached out to me afterwards. And this poor girl has had the most horrific experience horrific recovery, like healing everything. She doesn't even know if he took the capsule out. It's just, it's so important. I can't stress this enough to make sure that you do your research and you make sure that you see a doctor who truly believes and knows what they're doing because I want, it's like, think of it. Like if there was like a cancerous tumor and a doctor went in and took the, like took partial out, but not all of it. Well, (laughs) And you're still going to be sick and, and it's still going to continue to, you know, potentially grow and infect, you know, like all like the stuff. So if you see a doctor who literally only removes the implant and not the capsulization around the implant, then they're still leaving all of that stuff inside all of the toxins. Like you're 
think about a capsulization of the scar tissue is like a sponge. Right. It's just absorbing all of that stuff that, you know, all those toxins and everything. So it's so important to find a doctor who believes and knows what they're doing um, in breast implant illness and explanting correct, explant, ex, <laughs> explant <laughs> correctly and removing the, the capsule, the capsule and everything. So that's really, that's really actually good information to have because I've recently, like I, I just mentioned, I'm well past my 10 years. Mm-hmm. Um, and I told my husband recently, I was like, instead of getting them redone, what if I just remove the implant? Um, and I actually asked the facility where I went and had mine done. My doctor's not there anymore, but the new doctors and they refused to take out the implant and not put another one in then you need to go. Then that's a red flag. Yeah. And so <laughs> I, I t- I've recently been telling my husband, like, I think I want to take them out and not replace them and just like, see what, what happens if, they, I mean, God, obviously if they're terrible, I can always have them put back in. But yeah. I was like, what if I just take them out? And I asked the doctors and they said, no, we don't do that. You, I actually was told you can't do that. Once you have implants, you have to put an implant back in. That is a blatant lie. <laughs> That's oh. a lie and they don't, they don't believe in it. It's That's interesting funny. to hear your story and you kind of say that because I do know people who've had them removed and I'm like, well, maybe they only do that because it's like a health issue that if I'm just coming in saying, I want my implants out, they just won't do it as an elective thing. But it's interesting that that's not the case. So not only all of this, right? So little funny. I'm going to make you laugh again. So <laughs> we go to the doctor. So we, so I go in and, and I meet with this doctor and I have, you know, my girlfriend with me and, um, this got doctor walks in and he's gorgeous. <laughs> he's gorgeous. My, my girlfriend was like, looking at him all the time. she's like, his nickname she gave him was Dr. McDreamy. <laughs> so now I've got this like, gorgeous like he like like he should be on Grey's Anatomy okay like <laughs> gorgeous and he walks in and I'm like the heaviest I've ever been I've got these giant boobs right and he's like you know like like he's doing his thing and he <laughs> he's like measuring from like here to here you know trying to like he's like you're gonna need a lift I'm like okay you know he literally <laughs> to lift my boobs up <laughs> And I was like, oh, this is awesome. This is awkward. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> anyway, oh, my good. God. Yeah. But so <laughs> it felt better when I went back and saw her when I met you. Because I was like, it was so much better. And everything was where they were supposed to be. I was like, oh, he had to be this hot, didn't he? <laughs> <laughs> right. Ain't that, ain't that some bitch, man? You're already dealing with all this shit. Then God just throws this handsome uh-huh. man and just lift yeah. your tits up to measure. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I was like, oh man. Well played, well played, well played. So how long after you had your implants out, did you start to feel better? Or were there other things that you needed to do to kind of help you along that journey? Like I know, um, like I said, I have a friend who's been through it um, and I follow another girl and just following their journeys. I'm just wondering, like, did you feel better almost instantly or did it take you some time? Did you have to do you know, dietary changes or like, what did your healing journey once you removed them kind of look like? So, um, do you want me to read this first? Oh yes. Oh yes. Yeah. Okay. So the day I had them removed, most of these lists are like, they're four, like 41 symptoms on the list. And I had 39 of them. Oh my God. Um, and so, I'm going to read the whole list, but I'll tell you which ones I had as well. Okay. So anxiety, I had fatigue. I had joint pain. I had, uh, insomnia. I did not have that, uh, brain fog. I had to the point that at the end, um, before I realized what was happening, I honest to God started thinking, do I, am I getting like my grandfather had dementia? And I was like, is this a thing? Could you get it this early? Cause I literally, couldn't remember anything like my husband would have conversations with me and it was like to the point that it was like it was scary like I could not remember simple things um difficulty concentrating I had uh memory loss I had um 
limb uh, numbness and tingling, I had vertigo, I had fever and chills. I didn't experience that. Muscle weakness, I had temperature intolerance, I had sensitivity to light, I had sensitivity to sensitivity to sound, I had difficulty to of swallowing. I don't really remember that. Hair loss, I had dry skin and hair, I had uh, slow healing. I didn't really ever have an issue, like something that I had that. Uh, sinus infections I had, recurrent illnesses. Um, I guess I would say no. Uh, yeast infections and candida I had. Um, skin rashes and lesions I didn't. Visual disturbances I had. There was one day, probably a two, three months right before I realized what was that I needed to have them removed. I was on the phone talking with a girlfriend. I was driving home. I was almost home. I thought I was having a stroke. Ugh. Out of nowhere, my vision started like, like tunneling in that I almost couldn't see. I was driving alone. I had to pull over. I, I couldn't, it got to a point like I couldn't even get the words out to pretty much tell her I needed her to call 911. And then it passed. Um, but it was definitely one of the scariest things I've ever been through. Um, Choking feeling, no. Ringing in the ears, I had. Headaches, I had. Depression, I had. Decreased lim uh, libido, I had. Mood swings, I had. Sharp pains in my breasts, I had. Weight gain, I had a lot. <laughs> Mood intolerance, I had. Swollen and tender lymph nodes, I had. Chronic fatigue syndrome, I had and was diagnosed because I ended up during this, this time of trying to figure out what was wrong, was wrong, I went to a holistic doctor and she did tell me I had that. Fibromyalgia symptoms I had, and they told me that I was on the verge right before I got my implants removed. The, my primary told me I was on the verge of uh, an autoimmune disease. Uh, inflammation I had, heart palpitations I had, irritable bowel and bladder I had, shortness of breath I had, night sweats I had. Um, there are some things that aren't on here that are on some other lists, like alcohol intolerance I had. Um, but I mean, by the end, it was a lot. Right. It was a lot. With I no mean, that's a, that's a that's long, a long time list. Of, long yeah. list and a long time of just dealing with different things, either all at once or separately, and then trying to connect the dots. That's got to be in, in itself just tiresome. Yeah. Like that yeah. exhaustion, I can feel it for you. That's, that's, yeah, ugh, I can't imagine. So I, um, Okay. One other thing I didn't tell you. So this is crazy. So then I go to the doctors, they haven't removed. So they end up showing you, like give you pictures, which I will, I will share with you guys, um, of your implants. Okay. And he ends up telling me as the, like the two days later, when I go up for, you know, to, the two days after to check in, um, my breast implants were filled with betadine, which was illegal. They had banned that practice probably three or five years, I think, before I had my breast implants done and my doctor still did it. So you didn't even have saline that you thought you were getting. No, I did. But he put betadine in the implants. It was a well. mixture. Yeah. And he was a little bit more on the like natural side. Like I remember waking up, there were women who were getting tummy tucks and stuff that weekend. I remember waking up and looking over and there was a woman who had leeches on her instead of you know to the more natural like to get those like, like a natural path. it's out yeah um so come to find out my doctor said it wasn't anything that would have caused but it was again it was something that had been banned I mean it was illegal and he still did it like so when I send you my pictures which you are more than welcome to share um you'll see that my breast implants on the table are actually like a dark 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 brown Oof. they're not clear um so the recovery, so once I had drains, I had them for almost two weeks. Um, was things that I think a lot of people don't talk about. Um, I think you see a lot of people that have their implants out and they're like 24 hours. They're like, I feel incredible. I went and did this and I went and did that. And, you know, I think some of them, it could be maybe they didn't have um, a lift as well. I think I think everybody's body just processes things differently. I know for me, it was really hard. That first 14 days, maybe three weeks, um, was hard on me, really hard. No one prepared me for that, mentally hard. 
Um, I was just about to say, was that more mentally or physically? I mean, you got to think about all the stuff that you just went through. You finally have this, what you are considering almost a saving grace that you finally, like you're saving yourself. So it's, it had to be a lot, had a way that'd be a heavy, heavy weight to carry. Yeah. There was a couple of times that like I was in the shower and would ask my husband basically like not to leave the bathroom. And I was just having like total anxiety breakdowns because it was just, I think that, you know, I had gotten, I mean, at that point, 11 years and I had had so many symptoms. It was just this like storm, you know, happening where now I had it removed, but now like you go through as a woman, you're looking in the mirror and you're, you know, did I do the right thing? And, you know, you're like, I was really heavy with now this very, very small chest at the time. And, you know, that's like, that's, it's one thing to go from a small chest to a big chest and look in the mirror and be all like, you know, Hey girl, Hey, (laughs) right. To kind of go backwards and, and wrap your head around it. I think it was a big, so for that first call, I almost didn't go and we wouldn't have met. Um, I remember reaching out to a friend of mine who was going, would, was going to be at the, the event why I was even there. And she was like, don't count yourself out yet. You're, the body can do incredible things in four weeks. Like don't cancel your trip yet. And by, it was like overnight almost my, I just sprung back, you know, but that first two to three weeks for me was very, it was a very hard, a mentally emotional journey for the, those two weeks after surgery really wrapping my head around everything. And I honestly think my body was detoxing a lot of stuff. Oh, I'm sure. I mean, you had so much stuff probably floating Mm -hmm. around in your bloodstream and it didn't know where to go. And now it does now it kind of almost, I don't don't know if this is really the thing, but I kind of picture it like, it doesn't have a source anymore, right? Something to feed off or something that was replenishing the toxin within it. So Um, you were probably detoxing. Yeah. In a sense. So then I, so then I meet Nikki <laughs> on Street. I don't even know if you know, I don't even remember, but like, cause that, you know, there was, listen, uh, oh my gosh, hold on. Look at this. <laughs> so this was my trophy that I brought home. <laughs> oh my God. You still have beads. Heather. So <laughs> Heather and I went with a friend of ours in May, I think. And it was, was it your first time? I think it was my and first like, time in New Orleans. She, where did she went down to like one of the, so she had, I have a picture of her with just her hands out and she's just got all of these beads. I bought <laughs> bags of beads. I didn't show anything. I didn't earn them. I bought them. I had to clarify to my husband too. I was like, then you don't know me at all. Cause I'm not showing my boobs on bourbon street, but I bought bags of beads and, and just- yeah, draped my arms and I was giving them out. Listen, I earned this. <laughs> <laughs> Good for you. Brand new perky little boots. (laughs) And you know what the funniest part was is that so that night we were on Bourbon Street and I had, I mean, I was literally like four, I think four weeks post-op. So I was wearing nursing pads between my bralette and and myself because the incision, you know, just making sure. And I remember the girlfriends like, yes, I'm crazy. But I'm like, I don't even know how far into the night I was like. Pull those things out. Like, <laughs> <in the> trash. <laughs> but oh so was, man. So at the beginning of this, I said it this was just such perfect timing. So my explant anniversary, I had them removed four years ago, March 15th. Oh wow. Yeah. Good for you. So and I think I think we're at a point too. I just want to be mindful of everybody's time because we're kind of at the 10 minute mark. Um, I would love for you to tell us all the things that you're doing right now um, mm-hmm. and how you are, because like I said, you I've been following you on Instagram and it's absolutely amazing. Yeah, so I just started following in. you on Instagram. <laughs> yeah, let's let's dive into all of it. Yeah, so I did share um, and I will send you guys that picture too. It hit me the other day, I got carded at dinner. And um, I was like, and I'm going to be 39. I'm going to be 40. I don't even know how old I am. <laughs> I'm going to be 40 um, in May. And this was a year that I really took to um, focus on me, that self-love, self-care journey. And, and another thing that I want to say in regards to anyone who's thinking of it and really feeling insecure, I thought that those breast implants were what I needed to feel beautiful and I realized through this explant journey into where I am now that, you know, big boobs, breast do not define who you are. 
And I am more in love with me and my body and every, every imperfect part of me than I've ever been in my entire life. And so what I've been doing is I, well, I take incredible supplements, um, that really just fill in your nutritional deficiencies. Um, I've really mastered how to utilize. So they help, you know, they've always helped me mentally and emotionally. Um, but I really feel like I've cracked the code over the past six months of how to help them help me really start to achieve my, my weight loss and and that kind of goals for me. So that, you know, I've been doing really just focusing on, I'm not yo-yo dieting for the first time in my life. I'm not counting calories. Um, I am eating within certain windows. So, um, I guess you could say intermittent fasting, um, you know, and really just like, I think something else that's so important is keep, especially as women, if we're wives, if we're mothers, whatever we, I feel like we've all been like brought up in this society of thinking like it's selfish to put yourself first. Right. And it is the farthest thing from the truth. Like my, my motto this year is literally like in 2022, if you don't do anything else, like if you don't change anything else, just choose you because putting yourself first is the most powerful thing that you can do. It's taking your power back. And when you show up for you and you start taking care of yourself mentally, physically, emotionally, you're going to show up for everybody else that you love and care for. You're going to show up for your goals. You're going to show up for your kids. You're going to show up for your family, right? You're going to, you're going to make things happen and and you're going to give the, like them, all of you, because you've given to yourself first. And I think that that is so important. And another thing that really used to hold me back is other people's opinions and really putting so much value into them. And I really don't care. <laughs> which there was just like, of me are none of my business. <laughs> which is a perfect segue. I was just going to say this, yeah. this leads me into my final question that I have for you. What is the one thing that you used to apologize for in the past, but you are unlikely to apologize for now? Is being myself, is being authentically me. Um, I think that for so I know <laughs> for so long, I was I've always I was always so a people pleaser. I was a people pleaser. Um, I was r- really codependent, and I didn't know it. Um, and I put way too much value, like I gave too much of my power away, not realizing, um, to a point where it it was like, I lost who I, who I am. You know, I, I didn't even know who I was anymore. I didn't know what I liked. I didn't know what my hobbies were. I didn't know, you know, I was just trying to fit into a box that I thought that, I needed to be in to make other people happier, other people proud of me. And, um, and so I feel like if anything, I probably apologized for not being what I thought other people wanted. And that has been a huge part of the transformation over the past year too, is just really letting that all go and being authentically me. And if people like if, if people, if that doesn't make somebody happy or that makes somebody not want to be around me anymore, then they weren't meant to be in my life to begin with. I love that. That's really beautiful. Perfect. So well, if, oh, oh, go, I'm, go ahead, Heather. If people want more of you, where can they find you? So, um, on, well, I'm on a bunch of platforms on Facebook. It's Crystal LaBranche on Instagram. Um, my Instagram handle is Kiki's world. It's Kiki's. Oh my gosh. I don't even know. <laughs> Kiki's, I think period world. I don't we'll have it in the show notes. We'll make sure to tag it for sure. Yeah. So I would say, yeah, that or uh, Instagram. I'm also on TikTok with same handle. Um, so yeah, that, that's so awesome. much. <laughs> thank you so much I had so many laughs tonight like I felt like legit belly laughs at some point so it was a good I yes. needed that today <laughs> no thank you so much for sharing your story and everything that you've been through um it's it's quite a journey you've been on 
Um, yeah, and I'm officially down 41 pounds. So awesome. it, awesome. really, it, girl. it really is putting yourself first and, and listening to your body. I love that. Well, thank you so much well, again. Thank you, ladies. Seriously, thank you so much for inviting me of on tonight. Course. I was so excited and I appreciate it so, so much. And anytime like that I can help get, you know, the word out, the story out, just like help another woman find themselves again and find their health. Um, like, so I appreciate you guys asking me to share this for sure. Thank I might you. want your doctor's information. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he's incredible. I mean, I'm super happy. He's so handsome too. <laughs> I was about to say, can I come? <laughs> yeah, you can. You can bring me because Shane will have to work, so you can bring me. Okay. Our, our girlfriend of mine reached out the other day, and she's like, "Can I have your doctor's information?" I was like, "Yeah, sure." And he's really handsome too. She's like, "Oh, he's simple." <laughs> well, we're both married, but we can yeah, look. We can look. <laughs> All right, awesome. Yeah, and thank you. Honestly, uh, that's what we're here for. We're just trying to share all in everyone's story at, you know, one story at a time, basically. So, um, yeah. feel free to share us, or if you know anybody that's interested also has something similar they want to share, you can have them send them our way. Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. Well, thank you ladies. You're doing wonderful things. Thank, thank you. you. You have a great night. Thanks. You too. Right. Bye. Bye.